It's the Derek White episode, and just in time with the Marcus Smart trade, he's going to have a lot on his plate. How is he going to handle it? What did he do last season that made the Celtics think he can handle it? It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, gapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device. Sorry, Stitcher folks. Stitcher shutting down. So if that's your favorite podcasting app, you got to choose another one. The good thing is this show exists on all podcasting platforms. So go ahead and subscribe there. Hit the show up on YouTube. Let us know what you think about the show, about our topics, whatever. Hop into that comment section. Ring the bell to get notified when I drop a new video. I'm John Corrales. I used to play. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And today is the Derek White episode that I've been talking. Hey, we're going to do a Derek White episode. Well, finally, finally, we get around to it today. Uh, And to do that, to talk about Derek White, let's bring in our guy, my guy, Tom underscore NBA. I would have been upset if I didn't get to be on the Derek White episode. Like, really? I feel like, well, I feel like I've established myself pretty, pretty heavily as like, like, like a big time pro Derek White guy. Yeah, so, you t- yeah. I mean, I think I, I, I belong here. How is anybody not like? I yeah, think, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, like what's Derek White is like the most benign. He's he's very obviously good. He hits shot. He does everything. Yeah. He, what can you you maybe the worst thing you can say about him is like eh, he's he's boring he's kind of like consider he, all he does is what he does and like but he, you can't even say that he's boring because he blocks shots he not if you like hoops man if you if you like hoops then you you kind of like Derek White probably isn't your favorite player but like he's right. he's, he's he's fun to watch like it's like like what's this guy like he just finds all these little ways that it's like, hey, yeah. uh, what's this guy going to do next? What's this? Uh, what does what he got up his sleeve? He got Derek tucked away White in his your, headband. If Derek White is your favorite player, then you, my friend, love hoops because <laughs> yes, you do. He's he's like, and I I am all in. I'm all in on Derek White. I, I've been saying the past season, like this past season, it was been great. Let's we can just dive into this breakout season of yeah. his. Uh, this past season was a, an amazing one for him, and and one that he kind of fell into because he you know he comes over in the trade, has a little bit of a a bumpy kind of entry into into the world here for in Boston. Everything goes down with Ime Udoka, things change. Derek, I mean uh, uh, Robert Williams gets hurt, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, new guy, new coach that. Is is obviously more offensively focused than defense, and the guy that might start ahead of you that could change his mind is is hurt. So White kind of slides into that starting lineup organically to start the season, and off he goes into 
very clearly the best season of his career. Uh, I think overall, the efficiency numbers were great. Uh, his absolute best effective field goal percentage uh, outside of uh, a very short rookie season. Uh, his, his just his, his three point shooting was was better than any other full season. Like he he's just he showed himself to be the this ultimate kind of like I, I mean I I almost kind of call him almost like a perfect basketball player that's not a star. You know, like there there's like LeBron James is the perfect basketball player, obviously. But this guy, if you're crafting a role player, man, this guy does so much of everything. It's just great. You can, you really can plug him in into almost every, every role outside of the front court and, and he can do it. I think it's interesting. Like this off season, we we're really starting to see like what, the next iteration of the Celtics looks like, right? Where, where it's like, okay, so Brad has, has traded Marcus Smart. He's he's all in on Joe Missoula as the coach, it seems, right? I mean, you know, like maybe he's brought in some some assistant coaches, like just as like a contingency, but like, yeah, like he's all he seems like he's all in on Joe Missoula. And, you know, some of those assistant coaches are an all-in move as well. He's all in on um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. He's all in on having these, you know, the, the, your, your bigs have to have spacing, whether it's vertical for Rob Williams or horizontal for the other guys. Like, and he's also all, and then like the guards have to fill in the cracks. Right. And, and Derek white is the perfect guy for that. Like he just like every, like, like the little seams in your, in your, in your roster where it's like, man, I I, like, it'd be, it'd be nice if we had like, you know, like, 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 like a really good defender on the, you know, who could just like defend a couple of different positions. Eric likes like, like, it'd be really nice if we had another guard who could, Space to floor, yeah, I can do that too. Sure. Oh man, we really need somebody who can get downhill this game and hit a couple of floaters. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. Sure. Do that too. Like, he's great. He's he's really like, you know, it's it's perfect for this roster in a lot of ways. And I think we started to see that um, quite a bit last year. Today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users get a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code Locked On. It's PrizePicks.com. Promo code Locked On. Yeah, it, it's. It's this, we are seeing the next iteration. It is because he had that year that makes the move for Marcus Smart palatable, right? Like we, I, as I think one of the front and center Marcus Smart supporters in, in this Boston Celtics sphere can sit here and say, okay, it sucks. And they are going to have like trouble replacing some of the intangible stuff because Marcus, Marcus just made plays that no one else is really going to make. Some of the the diving steals, some of those like just really you need them in this particular moment. And there's Marcus making this crazy play. You're not going to replicate that, right? But you can say maybe you don't get to that point when you've got a ball mover like Derek White. You know he's. He's going to be in in our in the next segment. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see we're we're going to be talking about him as the new point guard. But he steps in. Is he going to be a point guard necessarily? No, but it really kind of begs the question of: Does every team need a traditional point guard? Uh, he comes in. He starts the offense as like a leadoff hitter in baseball. You start the offense, and once the ball is moving, the ball is moving. You know, leadoff hitter you lead off the, the top of the first and there's a good chance that might be the only inning you lead off unless the other pitcher's mowing everybody down. So it's, 
his his ability to be a lot of these things allowed for Marcus Smart to be traded. Actually, it allowed for Malcolm Brogdon to be traded, but <laughs> yeah. it's that's a whole other thing. Um, I I'm just you. Know, the most amazing thing for White is is the fact that he come in he came in and shot 38% from three and the fact that he was really consistent and he he continued that throughout the course of the playoffs. Um, you know, he, he was able to, to still hit threes at a, a really good clip. He had, you know, he had a ton against Miami, mm -hmm. uh, especially in that, in that, uh, the, the three, the three wins. He's just, his ability to all of a sudden go from, well, you yeah, questionable three point shooter to, Oh yeah, that's going in. Uh, that level of confidence that he had is is kind of huge, and that and that's what makes this possible. His his defense, yes, his ball movement, yes, but man, that shooting. I know when when Brad turns it over to Joe Mazzulla, we know the emphasis that he puts on on that shooting. When when you have that level of a shooter, that's what allows for that. 0.5 basketball to be what it is and you can throw him out there and drive and kick and, and, and rotate around and wherever he is he's going to catch and have an opportunity corner above the break top of the key he has opportunities and close out on him drive like you said like he has the, all of these tools that that made the retooling that you talked about possible yeah absolutely and I mean look like not for nothing the, the guy had the during the regular season he had the best plus minus on the team like he it's it's yeah. very clear like how much he contributes you know i mean like uh, plus minus you know take it leave it whatever you want but i mean you know the celtics best plus minus guy in the playoffs was jason tatum like it's not like it's a uh it's not like it's a nothing stat and he no, i think over the course of a season it means something exactly else. yeah for sure and and i mean you know certainly some of that is the lineups that he's in but he's contributing positively to all these lineups and and i think that's if you're the celtics like that's the thing that that's that's what you need from, from guys who are not Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's just like, hey, be a positive in your minutes. Be a positive with these other guys. Like, play your role. And to your point, like he's yeah, he's like the perfect role player. Like he, he just he does a little bit of everything and helps out a little bit everywhere. So he now becomes the de facto point guard. He is the point Ooh. guard now. And and I mean, unless something changes, as of right now, at the end of June, as we're recording this, he becomes. Boston's starting point guard. Can he handle that role? We're going to talk about that next. First, let's talk about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy and done in a very fun way because uh, it's just you against the projected numbers. It's not you against me. It's not you against Tom. It's not you against somebody with algorithms uh, trying to figure out the best, you know, the kind of game the system. You and and you can play WNBA. You can play whatever whatever sport you watch. There's a pretty strong chance Prize Picks is going to have players available. You pick two to six of those players. If they go, if you get it correct above or below the projection, you can win up to 25 times your money. So check it out. Uh, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Safe, fast withdrawals. Currently operational over in over 30 states. And Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com, sign up, play daily fantasy sports. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You got to sign up and use that promo code locked on. If you do that, 
and you deposit up to $100, they will put that exact amount up to $100 in your account. So use that promo code locked on for that instant deposit match on the Prize Picks app or prizepicks.com. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Come back tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll dive into this new collective bargaining agreement, which is out. The new CBA is out. Um, it's a 670 page document or so uh, where the Celtic, where, where teams are, uh, whoops, uh, teams are uh, trying to kind of process that. And we'll see. We'll, we'll try to break it down. Uh, Tom, it's kind of wild that the the new CBA comes in two days. It's, it's they've been working off a ninety page document, and then two days before free agency, they say, "Here's basically seven hundred pages. Go." I like to imagine that that's Adam Silver being like, "Oh, you like tampering, do you? You like to tamper? <laughs> tamper now? Uh, what do you what do you think uh, of this?" <laughs> uh, I can picture Mike Zarin just the the Celtics. Uh, What's his official title? Assistant to GM or counsel? Officially, he's a team counsel. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got like um, 10, ten different titles, I think. Uh, he's the guy that that basically his job is read the CBA. Tell us how we can get around all this stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tell us how not to get into trouble. And yeah, he basically keeps everything on the up and up, and says, "Oh, by the way, here's a loophole." So mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. gonna be uh, that's gonna be a fun job. I don't know if he's going to sleep between now and uh, when free agency starts. Oh, that dude's got paper cuts all over his fingers right now. Oh, my God. Everything. Just sitting there with, like, just a coffee IV going straight mm-hmm. in. Let's go, baby. Hit me with this document. Uh, but in the meantime, there will be no need for the CBA when it comes to. As an aside about Zarin, I love how he's always in a hurry. Like, he's just always, like, I, like sometimes never, I, I, don't think, yeah. I don't think it always requires him to be in a hurry. Sometimes I think he likes being in a hurry. Yeah, no, like he's that. a unique dude. He's a unique dude. Uh, one of my getting to know him a little bit now, it it just makes reports years ago. I remember there was a stretch there where people teams were like, uh, they have requested to interview Mike Zarin for their open GM position. And now I know like he is the most absolute giant ardent Celtics fan. He is <laughs> yeah. not just like, oh yeah, I work for the Celtics. He is just this gigantic Celtics fan. He wears the old school starter jacket um, during games. He's he, the fact that somebody thought if that you ever they, see someone booking it through TD Garden in an old school Celtics jacket, you, that's might, Mike be at, you might be looking at Mike Zarin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny to think like the Sixers were like, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you want to run our team. <laughs> like, yeah, into the ground because that's how big <laughs> a Celtics fan I am come back and work for the Celtics and point and laugh at you. Uh, the <laughs> ultimate mole. He would be the ultimate inside job. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we should all be so lucky in our, in our career pursuit. Oh, man. And he's, he is so good. He is so good. At yeah. It, so. Yeah. It's funny. You like to bust his chops a little bit. Um, all right. So Derek white, Derek white's now the point guard. And I started to talk about a little bit earlier. Can he be the point guard? And I think this starts to challenge our notion of what a point guard is, what's necessary for a point guard, because he's not going to be the new generation of point guards where it's Dame and Steph and those guys, the, the, the elite scoring point guards who just happen to handle the ball. Um, 
he's not going to be your traditional point guard because he's not just a pass first Rondo guy. Mm-hmm. He's kind of in between. Um, and maybe on this team, it's I, I just think it's going to be interesting. Maybe instead of needing to set up Tatum and Brown and Porzingis, maybe you just need a guy that's just going to move the ball, initiate the offense, and move, and just every time he touches it, makes the next right decision, and just keeps the whole thing flowing. And if, if they play off of that energy, maybe that's that's what gets them to more of a .5 type of basketball um, and gets them moving more. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be really interesting, right? Because smart, we've talked about it before. Like this, this team does not have a lot of like passing. Like you talked about the intangibles that, that smart brought. He also brought one very, like, you know, very specific tangible. Very which tangible. Was, yeah. Yeah. Like the dude could, the dude could make a lot of passes and uh, Celtics don't really have anybody who specifically does that. Now I think that does, you know, it does put the onus on the team in a lot of ways to, to do the, the point five offense to, to do it right. Right. To like, to, to move the ball. Cause otherwise there's a good, there's a real possibility that there could be like some stagnation offensively, that there could be some, you know, maybe a little bit more isolation than you'd like. Um, and that, you know, and that, and that comes down to Derek white too. Um, I, I think that it's doable. I do think that it, a big thing, you know, what, what does Jason Tatum look like next year? Can he take, he doesn't need to take like a giant leap, but I do think that it would help a lot if he took another step as a passer right where where oh, he, he has to, yeah he has to like and i i think like the same thing is true of white like you know what he, he's a really talented player i i mean i think we've we've seen that over and over i think it's really important like you know he's he's got to take another step as a passer like like i think a few guys do i think if you know if i'm the celtics one of the things i'm a little bit concerned about is like hey if teams like the heat can get up in you and bother you and harass you and turn you over and, and make that kind of thing happen like okay you know, now you've got a guy who's been in largely a combo guard for his entire career being your starting, you know, go-to point guard. Like, what does that look like? Like, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think White's a really good player. I think he's really smart. And I think the Celtics probably have a, a pretty good idea of, of whether White can handle that role or not. Right. Like, I don't think, I don't think they're flying blind here. I think they've, they've seen a lot oh, of scrimmages. Sure. I think, I think they've got a pretty good sense of like, okay, we think this is what Derek White can do. Um, you know, we think that, you know, maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Peyton Pritchard does get a bigger role if, if they feel like he, you know, can handle the ball a little bit more coming up, you know, in, in certain situations. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a big thing to watch. Like, I, I think that like just kind of the, the, the pure bring the ball up and look, the other thing I was going to say about smart too, like he like loved to make passes, but then almost sometimes he like he likes to have the ball in his hands where it's like, ah, maybe he had that ball in his hands just like half a second too long or like, mm-hmm. you know, a second too long. And he like, he was really trying to set up that one pass that he saw. Um, but maybe the ball would have been a little bit better if it had just kind of flowed a little bit. Sure. Maybe the Celtics are just kind of thinking, Hey, Derek White's going to kind of make the offense flow in a way that, uh, you know, that, that could, that could be beneficial. Um, we, we saw in November what that looks like last year. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be really interesting. I, I, but I do think that that's, that's a big thing to keep an eye on. It's just like, like, I, hmm, passing, like, a, yeah, a, a very fundamental part of uh, NBA basketball. Uh, how's that going to look on this team? And and right, and and he he he's a good passer, right? Yeah, like, yes, he's, absolutely, like, absolutely. He's not he's not your elite passer. You know, somebody on the Boston Sports Journal Q and A uh, today 
uh, asked me like, if if Jokic is if Nikola Jokic is your ten, your absolute ten number, you know, on a scale of one to ten passer, what's the Celtic? What do the Celtics have on their team? You know, who's who's you know what numbers do they do they sit at? And I was like, oh. Compared to Jokic, I would have put Marcus Smart at my, like Marcus Smart at like a seven, maybe seven and change. Compared Ooh, to Jokic, uh, that seems high even to me. Yeah, I mean, I thought I think Marcus is a really you know really great passer. Like, I, I do too. I just I think Jokic is you know generational. I mean, yeah, but yeah, Jok- yeah, Jokic is that that elite, and yeah. then you, know, you got to go down like a few steps to get to what what Marcus was. Right. So now sure. Marcus is gone. I think Rob is actually has the potential to be the best passer out of that. They just never use his passing the way um, I think they should. But after that, everybody else at, at is best. Ro- is Rob Jokic this year? Is Rob Jokic this year? Let's uh, uh, let's get into it. Uh, ooh, we'll save that for the Robert Williams podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I, and I think, I think basically everybody else is like a five or six compared to Jokic. A yeah. six, like Datum would be a six. Um, sure. If, you know, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So the, it's it's not going to be about one guy being your best passer. Maybe the answer wasn't, uh, you know, I'll allow for this thought to enter my head. Maybe the answer wasn't keeping your best passer. Maybe it's a, a little counterintuitive. Maybe maybe you're like, if you take away the one guy who's going to sit there and pick everything apart, and you just have a bunch of equal guys. You're right. forcing the whole thing. Now, now the only way for this to happen is to move and to drive and kick and replace and all that stuff. If you have a bunch of guys that can pass well enough and not your elite point guard to set everything up, you're, you're not just saying, okay, point guard at the top dribbling, Chris Paul type guy. Uh, you guys do all your actions. Chris Paul finds the guy for the shot. You guys are all, all going to have to like just generate your own shots and, and find the open ones where they show up. So that that is that is possibly part of. Maybe I don't know if they thought thought of that, but that's kind of maybe an unintended consequence of this. Let's continue this in a second. First, I just want to say thank you to everybody who makes Locked On Celtics uh, your first listen every day. Head on over to Locked On NBA, which I host on Wednesdays. I'm sure they're going to have a lot more on the new CBA and all that stuff. And free agency, free agency starts Friday. So that's going to be uh, coming up uh, there. So uh, let's move into the, you know, can can he handle the bigger role? Um, and I think one way that I'm questioning whether he can handle the bigger role is the one thing that Marcus Smart could absolutely do is call out Tatum and Brown. Like he did it a couple of seasons ago. Tom, you're muted. Um, <laughs> uh, he did a couple of seasons ago, famously during the Ime Udoka year, where he said those guys need to be less selfish. And he was right. It caused some, some kind of back and forth, but he was right. Um, you can see him on the court telling guys this is where you're supposed to go. He would tell Jalen Brown and Jalen is a guy that still needs to be told sometimes this is where you go. Cause every once in a while, Jalen gets into his own head and he still kind of loses sight of, you know, he maybe he got backdoored 
And now he's running down on offense. And so you can see people still to this day pointing, get the, get over there, get over there, get over there. So smart had that, first of all, cachet amongst the team to be like, Hey, I don't care who you are. You know, I've been here. Uh, you, you got, this is how we got to do it. And then they would argue a little bit, but that's part of the, that's part of the process. And he had the knowledge. He had that, like, just, he's super, super smart. He is a high IQ basketball player. And so he knew, he knew things, how they're supposed to work. And he could call that out. White is a very smart basketball player as well, but he hasn't been here that long. It's a season and a half. Basically um, there, there are things that, I don't know if he processes it in the same way that that smart does. And I don't know if he feels comfortable enough to be like on right. the court, hey, do this, do that. I feel like you know they're good enough teammates where he might be able to just say something, but we'll see. Like we'll see. Can he take control when he needs to take control out there? And that's part of handling the bigger role. Absolutely. I, I think that's part of handling again. This all I think this also comes back to um, you know it's important now, like this is now Jason Tatum's team, right? Like, like where before, yeah. I mean, like smart had been around forever. Smart could call people out like, okay, Tatum, like, here you go, man. Like, this is, this is yours now. Like you are the star. Like, and, and cause I, I also think like, yeah, Derek white, certainly he's the point guard. It would be nice to get a little bit of that from him too. But like, that just doesn't seem like it's his personality, right? Like he, he's not a get in your face kind of guy. Yeah. Like he's a, you know, like, I don't, I don't think he's like timid or anything like that, but he's just, you know, doesn't seem like a mild, man. Doesn't, mild manner. Doesn't seem like a guy who's going to call out Jalen Brown. So, I mean, like that, you know, that kind of stuff like has to come down to somebody, right? Like, is that going to be Joe Missoula? You know, is that going to be, you know, is that, is that going to be Al Horford? Like does Al Horford take on a bigger role in that way? Like very possibly, I think, um, you know, is this now, is Al Horford going to be the Udonis Haslam of the, uh, of the Celtics? <laughs> you know, like, that would like, be amazing. Uh, it kind of would. Um, you know, like, like, which would mean kinda... Al Horford would be throwing things onto the floor, like slapping the Theraguns onto the floor. Like, come on, man, let's do it. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I do think, like, you know, some of this is, you know, certainly some of it comes down to Derek White. Like, hey, you know, this is, this is your opportunity. Like, be, be a starting point guard in the NBA, like all the stuff that comes with that. But then also I do think like, again, we're kind of talking about a situation where it would be really helpful for the Celtics if everybody kind of took a step up in that, in, yeah. in that regard, like, and, and everybody kind of took the appropriate step up in regards to your role in that regard, if that makes sense. And I, look, I, I also understand that every time, every point that we're making, there is a counterpoint to be made. And, and maybe the counterpoint to, to what I was saying is what if, Derek White can kind of less call out Jalen and Jason and more say, Hey, I think you were supposed to go here and, right, and right. maybe do it in a less confrontational way than Marcus. Like Marcus is very direct. Hey, you're supposed to go here, man. Come on. And I think, I think there are some times where guys need that, but also, there might be sometimes where guys need the uh, a more Derek White type personality. Be like, hey, you know, pretty sure that on this play you go here. I think that, and you give the other guy, oh yeah, 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 my bad, my bad, my bad. You know, yeah. like it's so different approaches might be a little bit different um, with with 
between white and, and smart. Um, it's, I am curious to see the, the impact that he has there. Cause you're right. He doesn't have that big personality. Uh, but at the same time, the personality that he shows with us, definitely not what he shows in the locker room. You right. can see, even pregame. It's funny. He knows we're there, but you can see the way he talks to the, the his teammates. It's much different than when he gets to, you know, in front of a microphone with us. And it's very, um, yeah. Um, you know, just trying to, just trying to do my best. Like in, in the mean, you know, you can hear him chirping, like actually speaking like a normal person versus like that very, he turns in, he does turn a little timid when he's, when he's talking to the media. He's like, he does not seem to like it much. <laughs> he does not. He does not like talking. I don't think he likes being in front of the, the cameras. I don't know if he likes being the center of attention like that's and that, and that might just be part of his person. Like he does love doing all that other stuff and mm-hmm. and being part of the team and, and, and part of why he does all of those things is because he's like, yeah, man, whatever you need me to do. Hit shots. Sure. I'll take shots. No problem. You want me to pass? You want me to set a pick? Yeah, whatever. I'll take a charge, whatever. So that I, I'm always super, super confident in a player like that. And I think. Can you. Give him what he played last year as far as minutes 30, 20, 28.3 minutes per game. Mm-hmm. Can you give him 35 minutes per game and have him handle that? You know, we'll see. That's it's also he's never played more than 30 minutes a game. Actually, that was only in he was only playing 30 minutes a game the season that he was traded from San Antonio to Boston. He's never played more than that. He was very durable last year, 82, 82 games, all 82, right? That was one of the the talking points. Can he, now he is a slight build. He's not the biggest dude. And that was part of, you know, the question against Miami, Jimmy Butler could bully him. Right. Is he going to be able to handle this bigger role against all of the guards that he's going to face? Are bigger guards going to be able to bully him defensively? Is he going to be able to handle that? And is he going to play 82 games at 30 plus minutes a game? Because if you're the starter, you're playing 32 to 35 minutes a game, especially when the point guard depth chart right now is uh, White, Brogdon, Pritchard. And we'll, I don't even know how long that's going to be the depth chart. But Pritchard is is not, you know, he's he's good. And if he gets that third guard role, he'll be fine. But you can't play him every game. He has his own limitations. That's just how it is. Sorry, Peyton. White is going to have to play an extra six, seven, eight minutes a game here. And he's never done that. Can he be durable enough at his size in the starting role, doing all the things that he's going to need to do? Can he come out of that season? I know there's no answer to that right now. That's one of the questions coming out of this. Can he physically handle the bigger role? Also, not for nothing, what happened in the playoffs? Like, he wasn't as, you know, there were, there, he had his moments, right? But I mean, like, he wasn't as good in the postseason. I mean, if you, if you look at his, like, again, if you, if you go back to his on off, right? It's, it's almost like a mirror image. He was like, I think he was, I think it was 9.6 per cleaning the glass that he, mm-hmm. you know, points per 100 possessions better. Or I think that was better than you know the Celtics baseline and then it was like 9.3 worse in the postseason like that he was on some some lineups that struggled in the uh in the in the playoffs like I curious what happened there too 
Uh, yep. So, yeah. like that, this, And that was on everybody. It, of course, of course. But, again, like all those plus minus numbers are on everybody. But, again, it's like, okay, so if, if we're going to give him credit for being, you know, the top on-off guy in the regular season, it's like, okay, yep. what, what were you not giving to those lineups that, you you know? Yeah. You, yeah. you know, 100%. like I think – like I, I think this, he was really, really good last year. I'm a huge believer in Derek White. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to do well in this. But I do like there are. It, this is not without questions, and that's, you know, that's the risk you run if you're Brad Stevens. Whenever when you make like a tectonic shifting move like this, like there's mm-hmm. going to be big questions, and that, that's I think, um, you know, White is no exception. He's a he's a really good player who's stepping into a completely new role. Yeah, it's going to be the biggest role of his career because. Mm-hmm. He's he's now the starting point guard on a team contending for a championship. There are a handful of teams that can legitimately win this title this coming season. Boston is in that mix. That's yep. good. No, I was just going to say, and, and the level of like how consequential it is that they do well this year, it, it's like hard to overstate. Like, it's, it's incredibly important. Yes. This is a super important year. And you are the lead ball handler on that team. Like that yeah. is a lot of responsibility. And like, you know, like this is a team that's, that's got, that's got two stars that, 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 you know, they've, they've built this entire squad around keeping those guys, like maximizing those guys, keeping those guys happy. And like, yeah, you're, you're, you're in charge of bringing the ball up. You're in charge of starting the, the play of, you know, starting the distribution. Like, yeah, this is a this is a like it's a bigger role. It's a bigger role in terms of minutes, in terms of you know I'm sure like his usage rate, all that stuff. But man, is it a bigger role in terms of just how consequential he is on the court? He moves up the chart on you know who when the other team is putting their game plan together against yeah, yeah. Austin. Yep. yep, he moves up the chart, and it's fair to question because we've never seen a season like this from him before. It is fair to question. Well, you had these other guys that were ahead of you. Smart has the ball and you you know, he's up there on the on the game plan because they they want to find ways to let Smart shoot. So there there's going to be a way for in in you know, moving forward, the, the, these teams are going to game plan and say, "Okay, White's usage is going to go up. He's going to be one of the, he's going to be the point of attack. Let's hit him with as many picks as possible that if I'm coaching against him, I'm going to be like, you know what? Let's take an illegal screen. Let's just take the turnover and just cream them and set the tone right away that, okay. Okay. Little man, you know, you want to, you want to come out here and play physical. Let's play physical. And remember, Ime specifically said, we're trying to get him to play more physical basketball. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't been a physical basketball player because he's not the, he doesn't have the build to be that guy. And that smart had that smart is a tank. Now he also had injuries that came along with it, but this is going to be, and maybe I'm a little more old school and that, that that's where, what's coming out here, but I'm, I'm running Derek white through every pick through every action, I am putting him in as many actions as possible to see if his body can handle it and see if he can't get tired by the end of the game. And that's going to be, I think, one of his biggest tests. It definitely will. Uh, you you want to feel a little bit better about it. 
Um, sure. I mean, like Celtics fans should feel good about it anyway because Derek White's good. But um, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Rob Williams, right? Yeah. Reasonable chance that that's the starting lineup next year. Like, like you'd probably yeah, if I you mean, were if you were handicapping it right it's now, it's a lineup maybe, that's going to be out there. You, yeah, I mean, Porzingis. Maybe you flip Horford for Porzingis, but like, yeah, yeah sure. Um, that group uh, outscored opponents by. Do you want to, do you want to take a stab at uh, how much per 100 possessions that group outscored opponents? Uh, I'm going to say, I mean, I, just judging by your, I'm going to say 18 points, 45.1 <laughs> points per hundred possessions. So, you know, they might be okay. <laughs> probably they be might be okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, look, I, I will say I completely believe in Derek white and his ability totally. to, to handle this, but the, when you think about it and dissect it. Yeah. And, and this is what we do, right? It's June. We're doing an entire 35 minutes here just on Derek White being the point guard and all that. you got to bring up the other side of it. And there's, there is the other. It's, it's not always going to go perfectly. And we've seen some of the weaknesses. We've seen him get bullied sometimes. And what do the Celtics do in that point? Do, do they just go to Brogdon? Do they, yeah. Is there a new guy that comes in that helps in that regard? Does Jason Tatum? become the lead ball handler and you, you lean more into that versus uh, get away from that. Then there, there are, there's going to be a lot of ripple effects here. So, Definitely. but I, I do the, the ultimate at the end of, you know, at the end of the day, Derek, I'm, I'm cool with Derek white in this role. As much as I'm a, a Marcus smart uh, guy, I'm cool with Derek white in this role. And, Considering the return and considering Derek White's emergence and all that stuff, it's it's why even I can say that trade made sense. There's a lot to figure out. I'm still not 100% sure how the, the actual application is going to match what I see on paper, but it, it does make me feel better about this team knowing like, okay, Derek White, Derek White's actually pretty good. So I feel comfortable with him there. Definitely. Yeah. And I think – you know, it, yeah, I know, I know we're wrapping up, but the, the other thing I was gonna say too is just like the other thing about other teams kind of like focusing on him, right? Is like they also have Chris Dapps Porzingis now, so it's like, yeah, 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 a lot of people to focus on in this Celtics roster. Like, this is a that's some, some, there's some firepower here, absolutely. Uh, I was about to have like some of the uh, the uh, gonna play you off to some background music. I should have, I should have. I should have kept that point going a little bit longer so you could have played yeah, the background. Okay, okay, thank you, Tom Westerholm, everybody. Appreciate uh, you, man. Okay, thanks, Tom. Oh, I thought uh-huh. you were actually playing me off. What is this? I am playing you off, and then I just right. completely – I botched I botched the whole thing. Just botched job. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I really hope, hope you uh, have enjoyed this uh, podcast. Uh, I will try to get the uh, new CBA uh, – I'm not going to get it digested. I'm going to try to get a guest on that can do that because I'm going to get four pages into it and be like, I'm done. I'm out. But we will try to figure it out. See if there's anything new. Try to get that to you tomorrow. So make sure you're subscribed. It's going to be a wild one. Uh, Subscribe. uh, Whatever podcasting app you love to use, except Stitcher because that's shutting down. Sorry, Stitcher users. You're going to have to figure out something else. But the show is everywhere. It's also on YouTube. Ring the bell. Get notified when the video drops and I would love it. If you shared the podcast, tell your friends, tell everybody 
They should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team, every day.